podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Evening and welcome to oh, is it evening over in Scotland? I'm not sure. Uh, welcome back to the uh, match day coverage on a Celtic State of Mind uh, with Sean Connolly from a Celtic Down Under and uh, Lawrence Connolly from a Celtic State of Mind. Uh, you're joining us just after full time on a, a big win for Celtic, four uh, one over St Johnson. Uh, that's the first time we've won by three goal margin in quite a few games. But uh, I guess the the main headline here is that we are now. Uh, nine points clear of uh, the opponents, the other team, the opposition, whatever you want to call them. Uh, we now have a 19 uh, goal advantage in the goal difference stakes. And we're one game shy of the halfway point in the season, which will come after Hibernian at Easter Roads on Wednesday uh, slash Thursday, depending on your country. And uh, of those 18 games we've played so far, we've won 17 out of 18 sensational form. Uh I believe the record for games won in a row in the league is 25, set by uh, Martin O'Neill in 2003-2004, or Gordon Strachan, I forget who it was at that point. And we're now up to 11 uh, league wins in a row after that game. So, Lawrence, uh, overall, uh, not necessarily reflecting on the second half or the game, but based on our position after that result, how do you feel? Kyogo, you know, he was 11-15, he's now 13-16. No doubt why he starts. Uh, VAR actually over, overruled a decision in our favour today. You know, we were 3-0 up at the time when VAR appeared to start working for us. I don't know if that's coincidental. And Jura goes, does Hattati State right back? Two goals, possibly, you know, had a chance for a hat-trick as well. He was just outstanding today, wasn't he? Yeah, and... <laughs> Yeah, is that interesting? Yeah, definitely. Statistically, these things are all adding up, and we love it. We love to get the four goals. We love it. Uh, and the one that you're talking about, where the fourth goal was awarded to us by VR, I think you're right. I don't think we've had anything given to us so far this season. And hey, just to even up, we had two go against us immediately after. Uh, we had the St. Johnson goal, which 
was correctly uh, awarded. And then we had, uh, despite the fact I think half of the players on the pitch had given up on it. And uh, then uh, the red card against uh, David Turnbull right at death. What did you make of that? Was it a red card? What do you think? So he's jumping up. His foot's it's got to be higher than head height because both of them are jumping. It studs up and he makes contact with the opponent's head. Textbook dangerous play. It's a red card every day of the week for me. Even if there's no, no, if there's no contact, I'm saying it's at least a yellow, maybe a red, because it is dangerous. Uh, people might say, ah, oh, he's just got eyes for the ball. You can't be putting your foot up, studs high at, at that height, knowing the keeper's coming to challenge. You know, you've got to be aware of what you're doing. You're endangering an opponent there. It's a red card every day of the week. Yeah, I actually totally agree with you. And I'm sure there'll be some dissenting comments uh, that I've not quite picked up yet. Um, and some of them are kind of, I can see now, are deflecting, uh, making equivalence uh, to uh, offences committed by teams that wear blue in Glasgow. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm still saying, I'm agreeing with you, Lawrence, that that is what we you would classify as, as dangerous and reckless play, uh, regardless of whether your eyes are on the ball or not. Uh, you're putting your head, your studs into an area where people's head belongs, and, and it's as simple as that. When you're training to be a referee, you're taught that if a player ducks their head into the area of feet, they're the one committing the... Even though they're putting their head in danger, they're committing the offence because they created the situation of dangerous play. Well, if a player puts his studs into the area where heads should be, then he is the one creating the offence of dangerous play. And I, I, as much as I'm disappointed with it, I actually do agree that that decision was correct and should have been a red card. And I would hope that that is uh, a kind of something that starts to go in our favour going forward because uh, you don't have to look too far back to see Joe Hart getting staples in his head from Stephen Fletcher uh, to, to kind of think uh, how these could and should start going in our favour. Listen, people are right to compare it to last night's boot up, head high challenge in the box. But was it even a foul? You've just got to, and both with the benefit of VAR. So it's not split second decisions here. The refs have been through the same training. You know, it's two different teams. You know, we get the decision against us, rightly so. But uh, the other team, can I use that phrase, the other team? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the opposition yeah. FC. Yeah, well, from FC. Uh, yeah, it, it should have been the same result there. Yeah. Uh, and wasn't, and, and that's it, it's the inconsistencies that VAR is many higher now. And if anything, all it's doing is highlighting in, inconsistencies. Because, the, the, you know, it's done away with the excuse of like split second decisions. It's not, you get to watch it often enough. He's done to watch it often enough. They're told that these offside decisions, the lines are on. It's taken them over a minute just to come up with an offside decision. But as you know, when they're checking the goal, you're like, what, what exactly are you looking for here? You know, we can see straight away on one side. What is it you're waiting on? Yeah, and I believe you're referring to St. Johnson goal, even though both of those goals uh, were subject to the same scrutiny. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it's the same thing happened in the Hearts game when it's like, it's you know they're spending four minutes looking at it and we can see on the first replay that you know like it is clear and obvious and I, and, I, and I don't think to to be totally honest of all the decisions that have gone uh, against us I mean 
handballs notwithstanding, I think everything else has been like we have we can have no complaints really of the VAR decisions that have gone against us in terms of goals and red cards. And um <laughs> we just we just want to see it come back the other way. You know, we want to see that Michael Smith uh Harlem Globetrotters move be given as a penalty. We want to see Stephen Fletcher's studs in Joe Hart's head given as a red card. We want to see Sevco being subjected to the same scrutiny. That this is our problem with VR. It's not that it's been unfairly used against us, it's been unfairly used uh in favour of other teams, or unfairly not used, I should say. Yeah, definitely. Listen, I've absolutely no complaint. You know, he studs up at that height. Oof. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to take that. And you've got to know the, the, the dangers are there. Yeah, People might say, you know, he's entitled to a chance for the ball. Yeah, not with studs up at that height. He's not, you know. <laughs> and that's that bit. Of, and you know why he's not entitled to these studs up at that height? Because it's dangerous and you endanger him in that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, to to talk about uh, and leading on from that, I guess technically, uh, now I believe that's because it's a straight red card. I believe that means Turnbull is missing for the next three games, which puts him out for uh, Hibs, Sevco, and whoever is after that. Uh, it's an immediate uh, effect of suspension. So we were just chatting about how the stadium sponsors man of the match Hatati uh, might actually be a great shout as an ongoing uh, right back. But now that they're for the next three games, uh, a centre midfield has just vacated themselves from the squad. Um, then that means I, I would guess that Hitati is going to be quite quickly back into there. Uh, maybe well, the I'm question not is: How long is Ralston out for? You know, and oh, you well, if I'm Alistair Johnston watching it, you know, I'm thinking, right, I, I know Jura's probably going to leave. I've got to be Tony Ralston now. I'm kind of thinking, geez, I've got to be Hitati too. Because, you know, that was a stunning performance at right back. Do you, do you think he was man in a match or do you think someone else? Well, easily. I think easily. You know, two goals, potentially a hat-trick from right back. Done everything he was asked defensively. Got forward well. Yeah. Crack and put... You know, I remember when we signed him, we didn't know where he was going to play. You know, full back or, or midfield. But, jeez. On that performance, he just didn't look out of place, did he? You thought, if we'd signed him and that was his first game, you'd go, jeez, what, what a right back I've just signed there was an issue that uh, because he was kind of chasing a hat trick as a right back he he kind of stopped coming back and fulfilling his defensive duties at one point Uh, and it was really kind of it didn't cost us anything at any point but it was really kind of glaring to look up and see that big gap there as he was just uh, occupying the the, the centre mid position, uh, the inside fullback, the tucking in fullback position that we we, as part of Postacoglu's system Um, and, and, and I don't think, I think under any other circumstance, he wouldn't show that kind of indiscipline, but I would or I would hope well, so. Anyway. I, I, I think it's to do with how far opposition were pushing forward as well. You, you, you know, they got to the stage where they just decided, right, we're just going to sit deep now. And it could, you know, they're maybe not the, the need to have both your full backs a wee bit further back. You can just leave your the two centre-halves there because the, mm-hmm. the, the opposition had just said, keep the score down handy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, listen, you know, you're Tony Ralston, yeah, listen, even if, if Jura was staying, yeah, would I play Jura over Hattai right back? Not in that performance, I'd, I'd be saying Hattai, just keep that shut. You know, he's got two goals for right back, mate. I mean, before kickoff, he was one goal and 15 from midfield. He's now three and 16, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. 
I mean, the, the other side of the argument is someone who uh, was very effective in the first half and arguably our man of the match in the first half was Adam Moy. Uh, and I think you could, I would personally argue that he was not nearly as effective in the second half. Uh, it, would you, who would you like to see starting against Hibs in that position? Would it be Moy or Hitati? Uh, notwithstanding any uh, right back arguments. No, well, so so for that, yeah, I think I'd probably leave Moy in, and it is because you know we're going to be struggling at right back, aren't we? You're going to need your options there. I was excited to see you know Hatsabanovic been tried through the middle from midfield, but by that time St John's had closed up. You know they they covered up the spaces that maybe he could have capitalised on. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably leave Moy in there. You know, not his best game, probably not helping, you know, stupidly picking up a yellow. But, yeah, I, I'd probably leave that alone. Definitely leave you know, two goals from right back. You don't want to change that if you don't have to. And, and we were discussing it off air, and it was slightly ironic that we were, when Adam Moy got subbed, well, yep, okay, that's good. We've removed that danger of a red card. And then, his, his, uh, ironically, his replacement, David Turnbull, gets the red card instead. Uh, it was a little bit of poetic injustice, if you will. Uh, so it was a little bit frustrating in that sense. Uh, one player who's, who uh, made a big mistake in the second half but then stood out for me in the other 44 plus minutes of the half was uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers. Uh, he kind of got caught uh, playing the line badly for that St. Johnson goal, where everyone, uh, including the linesman, seemed to think it was offside, but uh, Carter-Vickers had played Stevie May onside. Uh, but it's particularly after Stevie May went off, Carter-Vickers just kind of started getting a hold of the ball, strolling through the game and absolutely dominating from that point. I, I don't know if it... I don't know how much if you reduce credit given the situation, but uh, I thought he was uh, really commanding. They just want to redeem themselves, don't they? Because you're right; you'd be aware it was him that played them on, so he'd be maybe what to come out and redeem himself. But you know, it, it, it's Christmas Eve. You know, it's a four-one simple, simple one for us. You know, when the team are taking a bit of stick up in the press, Kyogo hopefully. You know, with a double, it's answered the doubters on why he starts. You know, he's now 13 and 16 in the league. As his decent starts. James involved in a goal, looked lively. I thought Jota, when he came on, still looked a wee bit off it. You know, still he did. Yeah, he did. He, he didn't really stake a claim for next week, Jota, did he? No, and look, and if you're basing it on performances today, uh, of the the subs that came on together, uh, i.e. Uh, Jota, Haxibanovic and Abada, uh, my personal feeling would be that of those three, you'd be given Abada the nod, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we talked about full kick-off Abada and during the game we're saying Abada must be thinking, what do I have to do to start? I've only lost my position. I think I was down to Ralston being injured and just maybe needing a wee bit more cover. Yeah, But yeah, Abada's done the best out of the three. You know, he's really pushing for a start. He's the guy that's trying to stake a claim for a jersey. And another guy that's been, a lot of people have been speculating they should start, Yakamakis. He didn't do anything that he showed me today why he should be start, starting over Kyogo. Uh, yeah, and uh, there was a few comments on that. And do uh, you talking to, uh, talk about that, Yakamakis? He did, did he have a, he had one clear cut chance that I remember where he, uh, we talked about he hit the goalkeeper 
Uh, when he yeah, he put up a decent height to the goalkeeper's yeah. left. Hard and low on the ground have been harder. He's put up mm-hmm. a decent height. Abada could have slipped him in, but he had a shot near the end. He done well coming back to get a header. He was moving away from the goal, but he's headed it straight to the keeper. It's a hard header to take, but all in all, he's not done anything that says, you know, you need to start me in front of Kyogo. That's it. The, the funny thing is, Kyogo's kind of done, he did more today than he has done in previous games, I felt. I don't know I don't know if you agree. I don't know if that's maybe the people around him or if it's just my feeling. And and, and you're right, Jack and Marcus felt uh, underwhelming. And then when he missed that chance, it almost felt like that was a vindication of Postacoglu's decision to start Kyogo ahead of Jack and Marcus. Uh, if, if the roles were reversed today, you wouldn't have expected uh the same outcome. You wouldn't be saying two goals for Jack and Marcus, I don't think. Nah, no, I, I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, you can slant it another way as well. I mean, before Jack y- and Marcus came on, St. Johnson were pushing up more. There was more space to, for your forward to operate in. But, you know, 13 goals in 16 games, you're going to have to do a lot more than Jack and Marcus is doing to dislodge that striker from the starting lineup, And he's not done it. That chance he had... I think he made it easy for the keeper to save. Done really well with his header. You know, he's moved away from goal, he's come back. Fortunately, you know, it's been straight to keeper, but he's done well to get you know, power on it and, and get it on target. A bad I could have slipped him in, but yeah, he, he's not done anything that I'm going, yeah, he's got to start next week. Yeah. Uh, whereas Kyogo, two goals. Yeah, you're going, yeah, you deserve to start. What's the attack? Two goals from right back. Jeez, you know, just start it right back next week. One thing that I believe I noticed today, but I don't know if I'm uh, just uh, kind of wish casting it, was it felt like we were making um, more runs in behind from deep, uh, as in terms of fullbacks and midfielders uh, breaking it for the ball over the top. Uh, Steve J points this out, other teams ignoring our through runs, through runs, a lot of spaces to exploit. Uh, I felt there was several times today, uh, Greg Taylor, Aaron Moy, there was one by Hitati that Star felt failed to notice but I felt there was players from all over the pitch making these breaking runs in behind when it kind of seemed like everything was static uh, I don't feel that that was happening in the last two games uh, did you did, did you notice that today Lawrence or was that just me am I just uh, being biased there yeah yeah, but you've got, you've got to ask yourself why you know when you play a little ball that like Aberdeen did basically from the just the, almost an 18 yard box to, to the goal line it really makes the pitch small doesn't it St. Johnston were playing almost up to the halfway line. You, you know, they're making the pitch bigger for us to play in when we've got the ball than Aberdeen and Livingston did. So Sorry. there's more room to make those runs in. So Jim Goodwin's probably sitting at home and going, you know what? <laughs> I was five minutes away from getting a draw. Whereas if I come out and played against Celtic, I might have got beat 4-1. <laughs> you, you, you know, so it's kind of... St. Johnson left a bit more room. Their manager approached a bit diff- differently. You know, we wanted to have a bit more of a goal. Stevie May pressed really well. We were never, we were never as close to as, well, only kick-off were they as close to as, as, you know, Livingston and Aberdeen were in the game. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's what Ange Ball can do to you if you open up the park and you leave, you know, when you make the park bigger and give us room to play in. So yeah. I think that's why we were seeing more of the runs. There was more room for the runs to happen. Yeah, and, and there's a there's there's a whole 
when you when you look at Jim Goodwin's post match and talking about we were five minutes away, uh, it, and it, it becomes a whole uh, thing about aunties and uncles and what body parts they possess. Uh, you know about we could have had and should have had, and um, you know, uh, uh, yes, a one 0 is not as bad as a four one in terms of goal difference and you know the reflection on paper, but. If you're a supporter of St. Johnson or Aberdeen, which which are you happier with, really? Well, it's all down to the final result, isn't it? You know, I suppose no one wants to see you get hammered and, and, and just losing out, you know, say Aberdeen, oh, we just lost out the game and everything's taken from that perspective of, right, we've lost, we didn't really have a, have a goal, but yeah, you had a goal kind of one point. St. Johnson really ever come close to that today? Nah, you know, and it, I suppose you've got realise you've got to trust your manager and say like he's doing his best to get what points he can get from the game. Listen, Martin Bingo's made a career out in Scotland, hasn't he? Just pack the box. You know, mm-hmm. They get set pieces, long balls up to big guys. You know, it's not pretty, but you know, what's success for Livingston against bigger teams? Success for anyone in Scotland would be a draw against Celtic, wouldn't it? You know that? That's as much as any of the teams can dream of just now against Ansball. Well, perhaps one team can dream of more, you know, St. Mum, because, you know, they got a win. But, you know, the other teams in the league, I think a draw against Celtic would have to be just as successful going on the current league standards. So, you know, that Livingston and Aberdeen were closer to that than St. Johnston were. So I suppose they came closer to success. I mean, who would you say was closer to a win again? Because, you know, like, fans don't... Down the years, fans don't talk about uh, battling no-no draws, you know. They, they they reflect back on the times when they, they got a big win against a big team, and, and I guess the question is what tactic is going to make it more likely for you to get a win uh, rather than uh, what is more likely to get you a point. Uh, fans rarely reflect on a well-earned point. Uh for example, Celtic got many draws against Barcelona down the years and nobody really reflects back on those anywhere near as much as they look back at the Wanyama and Tony Watt 2-1 victory. So I guess you do have to have some attacking intent, which is where the real criticism, if, from a fan's perspective, I should say, uh, which is where the real criticism... Some of the attacking intent, you'll say, well, it's set pieces, because we know there's a good chance with Bar and Scottish referees that we might get a penalty. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's set pieces. That's what we can exploit them. I've got Celtic aren't a particularly tall team. You know, a centre half, so I think they're both just six foot. Cam Carr back to Starfield. So you, so you know that's what your odds are getting goals. So Johnson had a good boy with a long throw here, but, but today you, you know it's get the ball in the box, see what happens, play for your set pieces. Are, you, are they going to out footballers? Do they have better footballers than us? When I thought so. You, you, you know, we don't concede a lot of chances from open play. You know, if anyone's looking at the performances and the performances of Ange Postecoglou Celtic, you know from open play they'll get very few chances. Set pieces is something you can practice. <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you can create something from there, so you can see why why teams play for it. But uh, yeah, uh, for for me, you know, uh, if Goodwin had picked up a point, would have taken a bit of pressure off him. You know, if Martindale picked up a point, celebration of lodges up and down the country, you know, it would have been disaster in the press for us, no doubt, but, you know, no one did. They cannot stop the unstoppable Angelo. 
Not even far today. Yeah. And, and look, this 11-game uh, winning run that we're on, uh, it started when we beat Motherwell uh, 2-1 uh, back in uh, uh, 1st of October. And then the second game in that run was in the 8th of October against St. Johnson, where we beat them 2-1. Do you remember what happened in that game and when we beat St. Johnson 2-1? Well, no, I can't, can't remember the scores from that, no. That was the 95th minute from Giacomacus, oh. the 95th minute winner. Yeah. So eleven games in a row, and like one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven of those games have been by one goal. So, like that—that is absolutely. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Sorry? That's leak winning, winning form. And that's that, yeah. And and that is, that is, that is exactly what we say consistently you have to put winning runs together you have to win these close games and, and that is sensational for us I think um, we're, if we can beat Hibs on Wednesday then that puts us on 12 league wins in a row but more importantly uh, it puts us at a minimum 9 points ahead at the halfway point of the season uh, what, what do you make of that as a bigger picture? Listen it's great I mean the level of consistency Ange Postacoglu and his style of play is is allowing this Celtic team to achieve is outstanding, you know. And I suppose the, the, the press manufactured, you know, Rangers are pulling it back on their deal. They're not pulling it back in terms of points. They're not pulling it back in terms of goals. They're certainly not pulling it back in terms of performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, it's night. There's only one football team bet, between the two of them that could put this kind of run and performances and non lie having to rely on VAR decisions or non-referral to VAR to get results. It's it's outstanding what, what Angie's boys have achieved so far this season. And, and you're just hoping they, they take that into the second half of the season, season and it's more of the same. And really what Angie's achieved since he's, he's been an in period, you know, since he's been an in period, well, I think it is when we're losing one game in the league, isn't it? It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, this is really outstanding, and you know, you know, there are people all over the world be watching it. You know, out in Cleveland, they need a bit, big show out of the Cleveland CSC minus sixteen in Cleveland today, right? They all made it down to to PJ McIntyre's Irish pub in Cleveland to watch the game. You know, that's some dedication for you. I'd rather have minus sixteen than the plus thirty-one that I've got in Perth Mate, today. I'll tell you, you say that now, but throw you <laughs> that away top into minus sixteen. I'm pretty sure you would. You would change your mind. That's fair. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sorry, quite right. But this room has no aircon, and I'm sitting here literally stuck to my leather seat, like from the sweat, and it's like 11 p.m. at night. Uh, I think somebody asked earlier why I didn't have an Australian accent. Um, Scottish born and bred, despite the fact that I'm an Australian citizen who lives down here, uh, which is why, uh, representing the Celtic Down Under, uh, who we paired up with Axom. uh, we have Australian and Japanese-based uh, contributors, which is uh, why we're particularly suited for this particular moment in Celtic's history. Um, 
in terms of the the Hibs game coming up, uh, Lawrence, what would you? Who do you expect to come in, come out? Do you think there's anyone who it's going to be their last game for Celtic, given that the transfer window opens immediately after that? If Jura comes out and plays, I think I'd expect it to be his last game. The, if it's potential his last game would suggest that you know deals are close, I don't think I'd risk him at right back and risk the type of money we'd get. Not after Hattati's performance. So I'd leave Hattati where he is. Taylor stays on. Hart, Kamakatavaka, Stafford, all keep a place for me. You get to midfield, they're not dropping Kalmak. Are you just not? What's your options instead of Moyne O'Reilly? Did they do enough to keep a shot? I'd, I'd say probably. So, so I'll leave Moyne. I don't think, you know, especially Turnbull getting the red, I don't think there's anyone really pressing for a claim in there ahead of Moyne O'Reilly now. Jota didn't do enough, looked out of sorts. I don't think he, he's done enough. Abad, on the other hand, I think, he, I think he's got a good claim. Him in for Forrest, maybe, or him in for Maeda? Yeah, depending on who you're going to play on left and right. So I'd say maybe that would change Abada. Yeah, up top. I'm not too sure anyone's going to be shouting for Gigi against him over Kyogo. You know, he's 13 and 16. He scored two today, he scored one in the previous game. Any goal drought he's had is surely behind him now. So, yeah, that's probably my only change I would see is a bad coming in. Yeah, and, and look, I, 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 it's funny one, isn't it, the wingers? Like, if you want to tell me, if you ask me who are the two most gifted and talented wingers we have, I would say Jota and Haksibanovic. But if you want to say to me who are the most form wingers we've got at the moment, it's, it's probably Abada and Forrest or Abada and Maeda. Those three, you know, Jota and Haksibanovic just seem to be off it. And it's a bit weird. Like, I'd love it if they were absolutely on it and they came out of Ibrooks and destroyed them. But right now, I'd, I don't know, man. Like, I'd maybe want Jota and Haksibanovic to get a chance to prove themselves against Hibs, and if they can't do it, then I'd be going back to Forrest and Maeda and Abada for the, the Sefco game in, in, the, in Nair's day. I, I don't think they will, just because, you know, just because of Ange, you know, he wants the best team in the park all the time, it's get the three points, you know, every game's worth the same three points, and I think it is just keep this one and run bone. So, would I like, like today, you know, for them to get some time to show that they should be starting? Yeah. Would I like to be three them up at half time and say, right, take a run out against them, show us what you've got, reassure me I've got options for the next game? Definitely. No, well, here's half an hour, but unfortunately, I think Abad is the only guy that's really staking a claim when he's coming on as a sub. He's the only guy that you're going, you know what? He's come on, he's doing something, he's making things happen. Didn't score today, but, you know, I think he's the only guy who's really pushing for a start start position. And if I'm the other players, you know, the transfer window's coming closely, I'm pretty sure Ange wants them all to be pushing for a start position when he's given them a chance. Not just chapping his door up, putting things on Instagram. You know, I think he's one that we do it on the park. And mm-hmm. I think Abad is the only one that's doing that when he's come on as a sub. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I think we're getting towards 30 minutes so we better start wrapping up uh, I just wanted to ad- address a question from Donny Boy here uh, saying that I sound like from the north of Scotland I did actually spend uh, a bit of a spell in the Highlands which is where this kind of twang comes from 
Uh, when I go down to Glasgow, they say I sound like I'm from the Highlands. And when I go to the Highlands, they say I sound like I'm from Glasgow. So bit of an, a mongrel there. Uh, if anyone would like to listen in, I'm sure you don't after hearing me today, uh, to Celtic Down Under, please subscribe to us on Twitter and various social medias. And uh, In terms of uh, a Celtic state of mind, uh, can you please, if you have not already done so, listen to stream slash download uh, the single that we've got out just now, um, The Glory in the Dream, which is scrolling along the bottom there. Uh, where did we finish on the charts? Do we know for this week? What so I think our, our highest position on daily downloads was uh, 16th. 16th, I thought that, for the UK chart. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, well, iTunes top 100 UK, so I, iTunes download. I don't know if that's the official chart. I'm not uh, regular with official charts. You will probably be shocked to, to know. But <laughs> we were up there. We've still got to push on to raise some money for, for St Mary's. You know, the parish, the, you know, the mother parish that gave us Celtic, you know, with the purpose of feeding the, uh, the needy children. What, you know, which no doubt happened in the parish hall at those dinner tables. Uh, we don't have a parish hall just now. You know, something that probably needs rectified. So, you know, if Karen White wanted to before games, get needy children down, say, team up with the, the Kennel Foundation and offer them to come along and get a meal pre-match the Celtic Park, he couldn't do that. So hopefully, you know, at some point in the future, you know, the Celtic family or maybe Celtic step in and, and try and fundraise for a, for a hall down at St Mary's and, you know, in East Coast Street has now changed its name, but it would be close to the site where, where Celtic was founded. So, yeah, hopefully that goes ahead uh, and, and we raise enough money that or we can spark some some interest somewhere that people want to actually start funding for some needs. Uh, as you mentioned there, Lawrence, whether or not um, you, whether or not it's part of your. Uh, religious persuasion or not, uh, St Mary's is a historic, literally historic site in uh, in Celtic's history, and uh, that's that's something that's certainly uh, worth protecting. I also see in the background there you've got Paul's uh, book, The Celtic Jersey, which was released recently. Uh, I think Paul's at his f- taking his boy to his first ever Celtic yeah, game today. Taking we Paul his first ever game, and you know I think you know you agree those. Sorry, Lawrence, I had no idea what happened there. Something just went... Goodness knows, but as I said, yeah, I think you'd agree those uh, colours belong in that trophy. If you've not got yeah. a copy of the penalty spot, it's, uh, apparently it's available at all good bookstops and online, but if you really want to get a copy, the penalty spot in Salt Street in Glasgow, Kevin Tate's place, has copies left. It'll be open in the new year, so get down there with your Christmas money. You'll probably meet a, a former player when you go in. Uh, last, you know... Numerous players I've met in there from the late, great John Hughes. Uh, I've met Danny McGrain, Tosh McKinley, Enrico Anoni, John Fallon. It, it, it just seems to be a man that uh, for Celtic fans and uh, Celtic players, absolute emporium of Celtic delights. So, yeah, get down there and spend your Christmas money. Penalty Sport, Salt Street. Sounds good. Thanks, Lawrence. Okay, I'm going to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, which arrives in about 58 minutes for me, and get into a room with some air conditioning. Uh, Lawrence, would you like to send out any festive wishes before this we sign off? No, so, uh, it's, I suppose that, that, that's Christmas Eve over for you, you know, what, what do we say? It's Christmas Eve, babe, you know, but <laughs> nine points <laughs> clear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, an ants ball uh, is it lighting up 
the Christmas guy, you like Santa Slay again. So the world is a happy place when Celtic are top of the league. It does, indeed, indeed it is. Uh, Merry Christmas to all from the top of the league, uh, looking down on uh, any other team, the opposition FC. Hail, hail. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.